Hey guys, welcome back to As Told My Moms. We're kicking it off today with season numero cuatro. That means season four for you non-Spanish speaking peoples. Um, and we're back with my girl, my bestie, my sister, Lauren. What's up, girl? Hello, governor. Hello, governor. Um... Oh my God, how are you feeling about season four? We really didn't even announce that we were going to be coming back. We're just going to kind of like drop this and throw it out there. It's kind of crazy. I love that for us. I do too. No, I literally I literally love this for us. So nice to be back in my fake studio. Um, <laughs> you know, just having a good time, chatting with my girl, the usual. I know, literally the usual. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. We don't really have a game plan for season four. We're just going to kind of wing it. We're going to do our thing. We're going to talk to some peoples. We're going to talk to one another mainly. And um, yeah, just bring you guys up to speed with our life. So technically, if we're going based on like a technical sense, uh, Lauren's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> She's trying to get her headphones situated. So I don't think she can hear me right now, guys. So no, I did hear you. Oh, you did? Okay. What's wrong with your headphones? Um, well, remember my beats st- like literally stopped working? That's unfortunate. Well, one one side and then I tried to like take it to an I break you fix place oh, and that's they, right. They don't do headphones. So I'm yes. like, oh, I really don't want to listen to you only in one ear, you know? Mm. Yeah, it throws off the vibe. It really does. It's not saying. No. So what like I was saying is that technically Technically, season three was one episode short. You know why, guys? Because life just be out here life in, and it was life in for us. Um, so we only did really nine was. episodes of season three, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. We're moving along. We're starting anew. We're on to season four. And um, Lauren, what's what's your expectation for season four? What would you like to see? What would you like to hear? Who would you like to talk to? Um, I would like Elizabeth to lay down and stop walking around. Mm. Um, she does not be listening. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear my dog in the background, but, um, so for season four, wow, 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 wow. Never thought we'd be here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did you think we were just going to like not do it again? Be honest. Um, no, not that. I, I really didn't think that we were just continue but i'm excited i was gonna do it with or without you i told you that the other day (laughs) that's rude (laughs) first of all i am the personality hire you would not have a podcast if it wasn't for me what do you mean i started this before you what are you talking about um i had a podcast first you did have a podcast first yours was about books right lest we not forget no what was it never about about books what was it about it was about mental health. Oh, and, that's right. And we would talk about like our favorite things and we would talk about like different emotions. Who's and we? How to who, was, who was this person that you were doing this with? Julie. I don't even know her. Yes. She. I don't even she know actually, Julie. She and I actually met because there was a Facebook group for the, mo- the morning toast. <gasps> Love. And there was a Facebook group for like all the toasters in Orlando. And that's how oh, I met Julie. Oh, shut up. I did not know this. 
Yeah. Oh my god, it's like that's I don't even that. know you. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's literally so rude. Um. Okay. Well, bye, Julie. We gotta go. We're doing our don't own podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't be. I'm mean. just kidding. Oh my gosh. No, I. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm excited that we're back for season four. Um, I think it's just going to be like an amazing year for us. I really, really do. Personally, professionally, and like our real jobs. And maybe even for the podcast. Who knows? You never know what can happen. Amen, sister. I hope that something good does happen because I'm excited. Same. I'm pumped. Um, Is your husband still podcasting? No, he's not podcasting anymore. Good. Our competition's Um, gone. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. He was never a competition um, for us. Let's be honest. No, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> competition. Wow. Embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> he. Okay. So his co-host mm-hmm. um, wanted him to contribute some money mm. and um, just to like, you know, get their like get their name out there, you know, things like yeah. that. And he was like. He's like, I just don't want to put my money towards that right now. I also can't sacrifice as much time. So yeah. I really don't think it's fair for me to, you know, yeah. continue to continue to partake. Yeah. So. I mean, I understand. He's a businessman. He's trying to get his business off the ground. He got tings to do. Yeah, secure that bag, boy, because your girl is trying to be a stay-at-home wife. Oh, my gosh. Just a stay-at-home <laughs> wife. That's crazy. Yeah. We love that just, for you. Just, just a wife, you know. For now. For now. Um, yes. Let's – okay, let me give you guys a little quick update. It is now February. We have finally moved into our house. We did back in December. I know I talked about our house and the saga and all the tings. Um but we finally moved into our house, which is so exciting. We're not homeless. We're not in an apartment anymore. Praise the Lord. Um, and we're just chilling. Kids are doing good. Daniel's doing good. Everybody's doing good. So still doing real estate, still working all my 17 other jobs. Um, and now podcasting again, which is exciting. Lord, do you want to give us a little brief update on life? I feel like I don't have an update, but I also feel like I do. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like so I feel like so much has happened, but at the same time, nothing at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Um personal life, ooh. professional life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a new job. Mm-hmm. In a, a new, new industry. Early. Or well, a new old. old industry, yeah. Yes, new old industry. Um, I think I'm like the only person that I know that's gone back to another job more than once. Um, oh, yeah. This but... is like your second time doing that, right? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so However, funny. just just goes to show you never burn bridges mm-hmm, because if, if, if you do, then, you know, you may find yourself in a situation like I was where you're looking for something different and you can't go back because you burn those bridges. So Correct. Uh, very valuable life lesson for me. Um, so I'm in a new job. Um, what else? Oh, um, I'm trying to think what's going on in my life. Oh, um, I started a small group. Yes. That's so exciting. I started a small group. So it's myself and four other girls 
and three of us go to Elevation Orlando. Shout out. And then the two other girls go to Journey Church, also in Orlando. Cute. Um, And so we meet once a week, and we're doing a guided devotional. It's a 100-day devotional, so we're doing two days a time that we meet. Okay. And we're also talking about our, like, respective weekly sermons within each of our churches. And so, you know, they're telling us, like, the pastor over at Journey, his name is JJ. Mm -hmm. And so they're telling us, like, about Pastor JJ, and we're telling them about Pastor Stephen's message. And so it's just really nice to kind of get, you know, multifaceted levels of understanding and, Mm. and, you know, different sermons, different perspectives. Um, so that's been really interesting. We've been taking turns, like meeting in, you know, each other's houses and stuff. Um, the only hit to this small group is that I no longer have a reasonable bedtime. And no, could not be me. You guys meet. It's crazy. It's too much. So we literally meet obviously once a week, every Wednesday and, I need to preface that all of the girls in this group are Spanish or Mm. Latina. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we're supposed to start at seven. Doesn't happen. We don't, we don't start at seven. Terrible. By the time ever, everybody gets to the house, it's like eight o'clock. Then we're catching up. Oh, how was this? Blah, blah, blah. By the time we actually sit down and start the devotional, it's like eight 30. That's insane. And then we're talking about the devotional then you know we're sharing the perspectives we're doing prayer requests by the time we're done it's like 11 30 we literally just sat in a church service no my prayer request is that you guys would start on time and finish on time (laughs) that's insane i have an e-group that meets on wednesdays also and we start at like six and change and we're done by eight o'clock wow i I love that for you guys i literally could never be me (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, listen, as long as you guys are meeting, as long as it works for everybody, that's you do you girl everybody to their own. I'm trying to be in bed by 725. So then I can rest and relax. So I don't think I can go to your e group. <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll, um, we'll unless I come visit and I'm on vacation or something. And I don't have to wake up early. That'd be nice. Um, is your um, e group open to the public? Or is it a closed kind of group? Because there's some Uh, girlies here that listen that are in Orlando, maybe. So I don't want to say never say never. Yeah. But as of right now, we are closed. Okay. Um, We've only been meeting for a month now. So that's four times a week. Yeah. And um, or four times in the last two months. Mm -hmm. And right now we're still in the beginning stages of like, getting to know each other like we all have mutual friends together mm-hmm. and we all have individual friendships you know with within the five of us but now it's like other people learning new people and yeah. like continuing to grow our relationships as they as they were um you know and now we're also like secretly bonded in therapy because everybody's trying to heal their childhood at the c group Mm. and that's important yes very important but it's it's very interesting because everybody you know you don't expect you don't expect what is shared at e group 
to come from that that certain person. Yeah. And it makes you see them in a different light, but also in a good way. Mm. And so you're bonded together, not just in trauma, but also in faith, which yeah. is very important. And so it's a very, you know, in the beginning, it it was uncomfortable. And, you know, people were trying to decide how much to share, how much not yeah. to share. And so I also just always preface like this is a safe space. Nobody here is going to judge you. Yeah. And you know, what is said in this group stays in this group. And that also goes for, you know, our our significant others and things like that. Like this is a really coveted space. Yeah. And, you know, even even when we meet at somebody's house, we really try not to have the guys there. Um mm-hmm. just because we want everybody to feel comfortable with the things that they're sharing. So yeah. I would say as of right now, no, we're not open, but if you know, eventually later on down the line, maybe, you know, I think I, I would never want to keep the blessing from somebody if they do yeah. need an e-group, if they do need, you know, to fellowship and to be in community. I would never want to stand in the way of that for somebody. Um, but I also have other people to consider. And if yeah. they, you know, if they're not, you know, willing to do that right now, I have to respect that. And 100%. for me personally, too, like, I don't know if I'm there yet either. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's a huge responsibility that comes with like leading people and and guiding that journey with one another. So no, I definitely I definitely understand that. I was just asking just, you know, in case people listen to this and they're like, where's your e-group? Where do you meet? You know, so just to set the right expectation of like, it's not, you know, an open e-group as of right now, but there's plenty of opportunities for people to get connected within the church, within, you know, wherever it is that they go. You should definitely always look for that opportunity to have community with people because I feel like, and we say this all the time at our church, like e-groups and community is what makes a big church feel small, you know, and that's <laughs> like you're, you find your people. Not everybody's right. going to be your people. You have to find that small group for me um is just like it brings so much joy to my week as something to look forward to like you said it's a safe place for me to share how I'm feeling in places that I don't feel like I could do you know with other people or or anything like that so I mean if you're not in any group or small group or whatever your church calls it like community group um it's definitely important it's definitely important. You cannot go through life alone. You have to have someone. You have to have people. And I would just encourage anyone who's listening to this to to let someone in, you know, regardless of like, it doesn't have to be a whole group of people. You don't want to go to a huge place. But I mean, someone to just be on your journey with you. Um, I think that's super important. Um, another cool thing I want you to talk about is I feel like I'm interviewing you. <laughs> um is your husband's baptism that just happened this past week how did it feel for you I know for him like obviously that's like a personal special moment for him but like for you as a spouse um who was raised in church and grew up in church like how did it feel for you to see him make that decision I mean wow it's it's really it's difficult to put into words but I'm gonna try and find them I mean, it was just a completely surreal experience. Like, Mm. it genuinely felt like an out-of-body experience. 
And we had, uh, it was, you know, this past Sunday, February 4th, and it was our church's 18-year anniversary and then our physical location's four-year anniversary. Yeah. And so it was already shaping up to be a powerful day before we had even got there. And, um, you know, it was my best friend's first day serving. It was, you know, her fiance's first day serving. And then um, they were doing baptisms in service. They were, you know, celebrating with food after. Just, you know, I love when we do baptisms. Like yeah. not not just on an anniversary day, but on any day. Yeah. That means lo- longer worship and your girl loves <laughs> to worship. Anything with extended worship, Lauren's like, sign me up. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly. Christmas experience and extended worship, sign me up. Yes. I'm, I'm all about it. Um, but I just, there's just something about worship. Like you just really feel the presence of God and and like just simply just being in that building, you felt anointed and it's, it was so crazy. Um, so we were, we were sitting down and pastor, uh, pastor Holly shared a video about the history of baptisms within Elevation Church. And so we were watching that and I could, I could already tell that, you know, Juan was feeling some type of way about the video and Mm -hmm. he like he looked at me as we were watching it and his eyes just got like really wide and mine did too because it's you know that's something that we we had talked about potentially doing together yeah at some point in time this year and so after that you know they're they're doing the baptisms during worship you see like little kids go up and get baptized you see couples you see mom and son, mom and daughter, you know, dad and daughter. And it's just a, something beautiful to to see and knowing that at this time, all across all of our locations, somebody was in that tank. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, it was it's, powerful. It really was. It, it was super powerful. Um, So there was that. And then, um, after the sermon had concluded, our our pastor, and I don't know if if yours did this too, but our pastor kind of made an open call and he was like, hey, mm-hmm. if you are interested right now, we have everything that you could possibly need. Yeah. Shoes, shirts, pants, undergarments, the whole nine yards. Uh, we have everything that you need if you are willing to make the decision to get baptized right now. And... So we see people lining up and and people are changing, people are going. And all of a sudden the worship team like continues to, to sing. And then all of a sudden one looks at me and he's like, I think I'm going to go. And I was like, um, what? (laughs) She was like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, are you sure? Like he had told me that he wanted to get baptized back in August of last year. Yeah. And I and I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if this was the right thing to say to him. Mm-hmm. But at that point in August, I told him, I was like, I don't think you're spiritually ready yet. Mm-hmm. And n- not coming from a place of like trying to knock him down. Yeah. But trying to get him to grow more spiritually to see like this covenant is serious. Yeah. Like. Getting baptized is serious. If you are not ready to die to your flesh, 
then it, it's a huge commitment to make. Yeah. And so he kind of got upset with me when I told him, I was like, I don't think you're spiritually ready. And he was like, like, who are you to say that to me? And I said, I just think that you should really realize what this means. Like, this is a, you are completely and forever changed. This is, you know, something very, very important. And so after that, he kind of like laid, laid it to rest. We never found out anything additional about baptisms, but he started, you know, getting plugged in. He started going to a men's group. He had been, he's been going to his men's group for the last like five months. And so that really started his journey. And at, so back to Sunday when he, when we see the baptisms happening, he sees his e-group leader and he sees his e-group leader and he's at the end of the tank. And then there's another guy inside the tank and this guy's name is Lido. And Stephanie and Daniel actually know Lido from internship. Yeah, from TK2, and, from 2016. Yeah, so Stephanie and Daniel know Lido, um, you know, from from 2K2. And when they brought us to the church for the first time back in May, they introduced us to Lido and his wife, Gigi. And, you know, you could just feel the love that they both had for us. And so Juan kind of, he was like, I think this is the perfect opportunity because there's two men that have been really pivotal in my spiritual journey. And, you know, what what a blessing it is to, to be around them. And so he's going to get changed. He comes out and then I see him before he gets in the tank. I'm like standing to the left of the tank and I'm sobbing. I'm like, sure. I'm <laughs> the, the fact that I got the video that I did, my hands were shaking. Oh I was just like, I wasn't nervous. It was just like such a surreal experience to see. Like it really, I'm telling you, like it really felt like an out-of-body experience. And so I see, I'm seeing PK, which is Juan's e-group leader. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm watching PK watch him come up to the tank and then they just give like this huge embrace to each other. Aww. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I simply can't. So I, I see PK hug him and I'm just like, wow, you know, like what what a powerful guy. And he has really like since Juan started going to e-group, really poured into him and really, you know, just hyped him up and the things that like Juan would make, you know, statements at e-group and and things. And PK would be like, you know, when you talk, I listen. Like yeah. he's very, very drawn to him. And I think that's his, I, I think that's, you know, God inside of him. Like he has a very drawing personality. And when people, when he talks, people listen. Yeah. And so then Juan gets in the tank and he sees Lido. And then they also embrace for a long time it was a long time when i was watching the video i was like oh my gosh oh my god they're still hugging yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah they they embrace for a long time and and lito you know lito gives him a word right before you mm-hmm. know he he does the baptism and he just tells juan you know there's something so special about this moment yeah and then 
all of a sudden I just see him go down and he gets up and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I just like could not believe that it was real. Yeah. Like this is crazy. This is something that I had prayed for for so long. Yeah. And I never, I never forced one, never forced church on him. You know, and when, when we first got together, like dad had already retired. So mm-hmm. he was about like six months into retirement. And when we started dating, like, I would tell Juan, like, you know, I'm not going to force you to come to church with me. If you if you want to come, cool. If you mm-hmm. don't, that's okay, too. Like, yeah. you know, it, it has to be your own decision. It can't be, um, it can't be my decision for you. Yeah. And so it's not to say that he was never religious because, you know, he has been to church with me prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I mean wow what an experience and then he has just really had a completely different outlook yeah on on life already yeah and you know we were sitting in the we were sitting in the car on our way home and he was like he's like why are you so quiet and I was like today was just like so overwhelmingly emotional for me yeah and I was still processing it and I'm like I I really can't believe that it's just happened. Like it's so crazy. And then, you know, just him sharing it with all of the people that he loved. And then his PK had shared it in their e-group. They had like a WhatsApp chat. Mm-hmm. And all of the guys in there were just hyping him up. Like, we're so proud of you. Like, That's congratulations. Amazing. We love you, man. Like just having that community for him in the last few months has been amazing and he has brought i think a total of like four or five guys to his e-group so that good. are now like a, a part of it they go every week with him you yeah. know and he like he has you know a few other friends that he's invited them and you know they'll they'll tell him like yeah i'll think about it i'll think about it but he tells me he's like i'm never gonna stop inviting them yeah i'm like that's great that's that's the whole point. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. Like you're constantly extending the invitation to them, letting them know, hey, God is doing a work in me and I would love for you to have this experience or this opportunity. Yeah. And just really seeing like how much he has changed as a person and how much everybody else is realizing it. Yeah. Not 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 just in the baptism, but in the way that he's carrying himself, you know, in in the way that he's talking, in the way that he's moving, like it's just very different. Yeah. And normally, like, I don't, I don't know if if you, I mean, I'm sure you felt this way because you've been with Daniel for a really long time, but they say that you know sometimes when like when your significant other changes, it's hard because mm-hmm. you're trying to learn somebody completely new. Yeah, yeah. But this transit this transition has been i don't i don't feel like it's somebody new i feel like this was who he was always meant to be yeah for sure <laughs> i mean he's definitely like i got to go <laughs> oh my god this is only episode 1 jesus too early to be crying no but it's true like it's it's a different type of change though you know and it's not something that is forced it's just like a natural progression and like you said this is always the person that he was meant to be 
And I think with Juan, it's so funny because I feel like if he was if he was raised in church and like exposed to church at an early age, this it probably would have been so different for him. But now seeing him like as an adult, as a man making these types of decisions, it's just like, of course, like this is exactly who you are. And this is exactly who, you know, you have been praying for him to to blossom into, not become because he's still himself, you know. So it's just a different it's just a different way of him being and it's a positive change. It's not he's not changing his personality. He's not changing what makes him him. You know, but it's just a different it's just a different way of carrying himself, I think. But I think the the cool thing about Juan is that he is, especially in like his friend groups and in his groups, like he is very influential in the in the way of like people look to him and respect him and things like that. And I think he's not going to have to force anything on anyone. They're going to see the gradual changes as they have and they're going to be curious and it's going to really like open their eyes to be like, wow, like one is so different. Like, look who he's becoming. Look at the man that he is. Look at the the way that he operates is so different. And they're going to be impressed with it, I think. And I honestly feel like he's going to impact people without even having to like push super hard. You know, it's just naturally who he is, which is so cool. Yeah, I I'm just I'm so excited for what's to come for him. And it's a part of me feels like. Not jealous or envious, like I can't think of another word, Mm -hmm. but like to be able to experience Christ with fresh eyes. Yeah, I mean, wow. It's like when you go to church camp and you come back and you're on fire for God. Yeah that that is a kind of euphoric feeling that i feel like it's you're constantly chasing as a christian like yeah you just want that consistent fire yeah and i mean he has that and it it is um not i guess you can say addicting but mm-hmm. i i don't i don't want to use that word you know it's very um i don't know i can't think of any other word but other than that, it just makes you want to, like, I, I want some of that. I want a piece of that. I yeah. want to know what that feels like. Well, and also, like, I feel like as Christians, like, we fall into this all the time of, like, like you just said it, like, the first love, that first fire. And it's, like, we should always be nurturing that for ourselves. Like, that doesn't have to be something that's new in just a new Christian, you know? It's definitely something that... You can find that and you can have that. It's just a matter of like really seeking and really fighting for it. And that's what like I always think about that because I'm like, man, like it's so different. And I think that's why I love Juan's story so much is like it's so easy when you're brought up in church and you're raised in church and it's just like this is what you've always done. And then, of course, at some point you have to step out and actually have a relationship with God yourself Instead of like your right. parents just bringing you to church and like you being around church. Um, so that's like a different journey. But when you watch somebody's journey of like, I wasn't raised in church. My family is predominantly Catholic, correct? For one's mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. But they weren't like practicing Catholics. Like they didn't, he no. didn't do confirmation and all this stuff. Like it was like, 
to really truly see like this is a brand new fresh journey of someone finding the Lord and it's such a cool experience to watch because you're like oh my gosh like you're like really making this decision for yourself like growing up in yeah. church yes the the opportunity is there it's very easy to find it because you're there you know however many days a week and your parents and all of this but and then you you have to like I said take that step but when you see somebody who didn't have that and they make that decision to live for Christ you're like Oh my God, that's so cool. It's just a different journey, you know, but I love, yeah. I love that about Juan's story in particular because it's like, man, like, like you said, making that decision as an adult and actually seeing that process. And for me, like what, after I, um, left dad's church and I was going to a church in Orlando, um, I made the decision to get baptized again. I know you and I have spoken about this before, but it was like, yeah. I wanted to do that because in our previous church, like we got baptized young. Once you get to a certain age, it's not really like a set age, but I think I was like 12 or 13. I can't even remember, honestly. Um, but I did it because like at that point, everybody in that age group was doing it. And this is the time you start thinking about baptism and all of that. And, you know, and it was special for sure. Like I would never not say that that was special. But when I started going to the other church, I made the decision to get baptized again, because number one, I had been through so much. Number two, I felt like when you get baptized at that young age, you haven't really experienced sin. You haven't experienced like hard decisions. You haven't experienced trauma. Most people, um, for right. me in particular, like I feel like, okay, I got baptized and it was like, from what, you know, like, obviously I know it's right. like a decision. It's special. It's important. And it's, you know, an outward expression of what you want people to know. But I was like, at when I got baptized after having been divorced, after having been a single mom, after having had to like reevaluate my whole life and after going through a lot of crap, I felt like at that point it was more, impacting for me to be like okay I'm getting baptized I'm I'm starting my relationship with Christ over I had gone through a mess and I really wanted to like have that moment um and I felt like that was so special and I feel like that was like my real actual baptism because it felt like I needed it at that point I and I wanted it at that point I wanted a new start I wanted a fresh um, opportunity to really truly start my relationship with God and actually like not just being like oh I grew up in church oh I'm a pastor's kid like it's so different when you actually are like seeking out the Lord you know and having right. a relationship with him so I um yeah I think it's I think it's so cool though to watch Juan's journey and and it's been a year that you guys started going to Elevation Orlando. So that's that's really cool to kind of see. Yeah. Um I have a so I have a girl in my e group. She's a, a single mom as well. Didn't grow up in church, you know, it, but she's always felt like she needed something more. Mm. And so she, you know, obviously she has a she has a five year old and when she was talking about like her testimony at our one of our first e groups, I I said the same thing. I'm like, man, I wish that I could 
experience that again for the first time yeah you know when you when you watch like a movie that you're obsessed with you're like wow I wish I could watch that for the first time and so I was talking to her about I'm like you are setting the blueprint for your son and as somebody like she wasn't brought up in church she wasn't raised in church like Mm -hmm. her family I I don't know if you would even consider them like religious Mm. but just the fact that she is taking it, taking those matters into her own hands yeah. and setting not only a foundation for herself, but for her son, I think speaks volumes, you yeah, know? And sure. I, I tell, I told her, I'm like, you know, you're doing a great thing. And, and I know that it's hard. Like, obviously she's, you know, dating and trying to figure that out. And what does that look like? Yeah. You know, when you're on, when you're on this journey with God too, and so it's it's very interesting to see kind of her perspective and, and things from her eyes because we also have like a bunch of different people in the group, some that, you know, are, are like me, been raised in church their whole life, and now coming back to God and discovering like what our new relationship with God looks like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see like kind of in, in our friend group and, you know, also in our marriage, like where each person is with their walk yeah yeah and i think it's 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 important to realize that everyone is on different journeys right and like your journey is going to look different than juan's and yours is going to look different than your friend group and your friends and all of that and but it's just showing up for one another and meeting them where they're at is the important thing you know and not getting to a point where it's just like a place of judgment or anything like that. It's like, listen, we're all trying, we're all striving and it's going to look different and feel different for everybody. And some are going to get there quote unquote sooner than others. And some are going to get it sooner than others. And it's just a matter of like being there for one another as they process through those things, you know? And that's like, I'll say it again. Like if you don't have some type of community and it doesn't have to be a group that meets every week or something like that, but if you're not building community with people that are around you, that can pour into you, that can speak into you, that can hear you out without judgment, without taking that information and doing something crazy with it or anything like that, like people that you can trust, like it's so important to have that because if you don't like it's you can't, it's impossible to go through life alone without being able to like, just share. I think that just is a natural part of who we are. We need community. We were created to have community with one another. And I'm not saying because I'm the first one to be like, eh, not taking any friendship applications. I'm closed. Like, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but I think like, it's important to show up for people. And when you find those people that are your people, like, treat them well, love them, hold on to them and be there for them. You know, I think that's I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that you trust and that can definitely like be there for you. Because if not, yeah, it's tough. It really is. And I think like having those like minded people are like is so important. Obviously, like we said, everybody is on their own separate journey. But, you know, sometimes you have like if you're feeding other people who's feeding you yeah kind of thing too and if you're like if you're the pinnacle for your other friendships that aren't close close to god and they're looking to you yeah who are you looking to yeah for sure and 
and and what's your community and what does that look like Mm -hmm. um so that that's also really important too and i i talked about this on um on tiktok because it was something that i read but um it's about luke 8 it's a a parable about this farmer who is spreading seeds um long story short if you don't have a good foundation and you don't set yourself up those seeds are never those seeds are never going to bear fruit yeah and the foundation that you're surrounding yourself with your people make a good portion of that yeah because you're in conversation with them you're listening to what they're saying you're listening to what they're telling you to watch what they're telling you to hear mm-hmm. what they're telling you to see and that foundation is so pivotal especially as a new believer yeah and so that's why you know at our church they say you know if if this is if this is your first time you know giving your life to Christ or coming back to God we want you to get plugged in yeah because that that beginning is so important because you're you're essentially fragile like you're very raw yeah this is a a, a very new experience and so i you know we will continue to say it time and time again and huge advocate huge advocates for e-groups or small groups or community you know, in whatever general. yeah whatever your your church offers but you know e- even if you don't do something that's sanctioned by the church mm-hmm. that's okay yeah as long as you're getting together and you're still in fellowship and community yeah by all means yeah for sure no i agree i think um i think community is important i think people are important to just your growth and to your development of who you are as a person. Um, and I think that's why it's important also to be very protective of the people that you allow to be close to you and to pour into you and to speak into you because that makes a huge difference, you know, in, in your own personal growth. Um, I feel like we just took Juan's whole story and just like did it, <laughs> used it for our episode, but I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see you guys on this journey. I'm excited for you both. I know you guys are both now going to step into like volunteering and things like that, which I think is so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's, I think it's been, it's been a journey for sure. And it's going to continue to be a journey and I'm excited to, to watch it. It's very interesting. Like if you he- listen back to like previous episodes, you can really see the growth of my journey. And I think it was like, I think it was season two where I was like, you know, I think, I think it was either season two or beginning of season three where I was like, you know, I think I want to start getting back into church again and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And seeing where I'm at now, it's just crazy to think like I'm going to serve at a church on Sunday. I it's know. not something that I've been able to say in 12 years. That's insane. That's insane. It's, that's exciting. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. that's exciting. Well, I mean, we're at like 45 minutes, so I think we can wrap up this episode, which is wild. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, we didn't come in today with like an agenda or like a guide of like what we wanted to talk about. I think that's what I love about doing this with you is that it just like naturally happens like we naturally can just have like conversation um but I'm looking forward to this season I know we definitely got to have the husbands back on of course um I would love to have Juan come back and you know obviously like share where he's at and all of that after we just like 
told his whole entire story already on our podcast, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Um, and yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll keep it open. We're still going to do 10 episodes this season. Uh, they'll come out every other week. So hold us accountable. If you don't see an episode, we got to get our stuff together. Um, but we're going to get back on a schedule. Life has kind of settled down a little bit for us. So we're excited about that. Um, anything else you want to share, Lauren, before we jump off? I think next episode we need to give them a recap of the cruise because we were talking all about the cruise in season three. Oh my gosh, that's great. We have we have to give a holiday recap. Like oh there's gosh. so much to cover. Yeah, the holidays were amazing. I feel like it that was like so long ago, but yeah, we definitely need to talk about the cruise. Yeah. Um, because that was an amazing time. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> so much fun some people got scammed some didn't somebody broke her toe some didn't (laughs) we literally cried all the time i have so much tiny mic footage we bought a tiny mic and we were like i was doing interviews like an obnoxious loser the whole time on the cruise (laughs) so i have to go through all those videos and stuff so we'll post some of that stuff um yeah we'll just keep bringing you guys along in this amazing life that we're both trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. I mean, it's been it's the last episode that we released was in September. So we have That's embarrassing. quite <laughs> yeah, quite a bit of ground to cover. But I mean we'll probably, at the end of the day. Let's pick the top five moments from September to now that we want to talk about. And then we'll have to we'll have to have some type of guideline for next week. Because it's okay. impossible. Yeah, we'll have to pick like the top five things that we want to talk about. And um, yeah, and then we'll go from there. Let us know what you want to hear. If you want us to bring any guests back from the past. Uh, what topics you want us to talk about. And we can try to throw them in there. I'm so excited. I just cannot wait for what season four is going to bring. And, you know, if somebody is blessed by this podcast, go ahead and share that, baby. Yep, share it, share it with your friends, share it with the people you like, the people that you don't like, because you might end up liking them, they might end up liking us, and that's good. Um, Yeah, and then where can they find the podcast, Lauren? Let them know. They can find us on Apple. (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) I was about to say, find us on our website. (laughs) No, literally, we don't have a website. Don't find us on there. Um, (laughs) You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Nope, Google Podcasts Um, doesn't exist anymore. Really? Yeah. I just saw a thing that they got that they canceled it. But go ahead. Rip. Rip. Um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh-huh. Um, Amazon Music. Yep. Well, Google Podcasts really just threw the flow. Just say off. it. You can still say it. It's fine. I'm sure that there's <laughs> plenty of things like if, that. If there's an archive, go and listen to it. There you go. Um you and go. you can also find us on Instagram at Ask Told by Moms. And that's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with the next episode in two weeks. Bye. Bye.